Welcome to the Misha Rouser Show. I'm Misha, an organizational psychologist, and I'll be taking you down a path towards achieving professional success while still having fun. For over a decade, I have been guiding individuals and organizations through professional transitions. The goal is to help you, your business, or organization create a successful, engaging atmosphere without sacrificing a positive culture. So, let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Misha Rouser Show. I am Misha, and again, thank you so much for listening. This show is all about leadership and professional development, everything you need to know to be more confident and competent in your career. And by listening each week, hopefully you can gain some valuable tips and techniques on how to deal with some of those more difficult situations, how to grow as a leader, um, and how just to become a better person. Speaking of better people, Benny, how are you? I knew you were going to you know, pitch it some, <laughs> somehow. somehow. That, yeah, just I just want to practice unique New York. The unique New York. Because that means I have to be patient enough to say that. Yeah. We and were, confident. In the same, all in the same, right? Right, exactly. Right. We were teasing right before starting this show about, because I get so tongue-tied in the beginning of these sometimes, of, you know, the, what do you say to, you know, lips, teeth, teeth what I don't even know that one. I'm still trying to figure it out. Maybe our guest knows. You never know. Evie's probably like thinking it right now. (laughs) No No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. Yes. So we do have a guest with us today. Um, And we have Michael the Millennial that is going to be joining us today. And I'll give you a little background on him in just a second. Um, Before we jump into that, though, again, a couple housekeeping tips is remember that all of these shows are recorded. Um, they are live every Tuesday morning at 930. So if you ever would like to call in and you have a situation or whatever, you can welcome to call in Tuesday mornings at 930. You can also send me any questions of any situations that you're dealing with. Or if you're wanting my advice on anything, you can send those to me via my website. And that's at MishaRouser.com. And it's spelled M-E-I-S-H-A-R-O-U-S-E-R.com. Also on the website, that's where you can also get... The, um, these record uh, all of the live shows are recorded, and you can download those and listen to them. You can also subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or Stitchers and such. So again, a lot of really great resources out there. And please do, if you are listening to this as um, a podcast, it would be wonderful if you could take a few moments just to um, rate the podcast. Again, that'll help raise the attention of the podcast to others who might be able to. Um, take some value out of the listening as well. Okay, so today, yes, we have Michael the Millennial. Help, Mike, welcome. Thank to you the so show. much. Thanks, Misha. <laughs> That's not really your name, though, is it? No. It's not. Okay. <laughs> do you have a Facebook? You should start one. I do, yeah. Michael the Millennial? Michael the Millennial. You should really, I, I think that's a really good one. <laughs> Ask, Askamillennial.com. Yeah. Perfect. There you go. Perfect. You know, I should probably give some context to this, where this came up from. So Mike and I actually do CrossFit together. And uh-huh. When I started doing these shows, Mike is also in HR. And so one of the first shows I wanted to do was around the generations. And he's like, oh, oh, oh I want to represent <laughs> the millennials. Yeah, yeah. Because he's very passionate about, okay, the millennials, we, you know, we, we're always getting a bad rap and da-da-da. <laughs> Since then, Michael has been you know, kind of just been part of this show in a sense. You know, I'll, we'll talk about the different yeah. topics and so forth. And at one point, I did a show on biases. And he had talked about, oh, my gosh, it would be so cool to do a show on the biases that get in our way when we're doing performance reviews and or interviewing people. I'm like, well, that would be a great show. Why don't you come on down? And so here we are. Here we are. 
All right. Awesome. So before I get into it, let me let me give you a little more of a background on Michael, other than the fact that we do CrossFit and he's in HR. Um, but yeah, so Mike, um, his real name's Michael Mitch. Mitchison. Mitchison. Yeah. I did say that right. <laughs> I didn't even say it. Thank you for saying that. Now, that's quite the tongue twister right there. there. Michael the Millennial. Mitchison. C. Millennial Mitchison. Yeah. So it's like you can put it all together. So you didn't exactly. even know that, right? I know. 3M. Yep. The 3M. That's awesome. Uh, okay. So, yes. So, so as I had mentioned, um, Michael is um, in HR. He's an HR generalist at a local healthcare organization. And his primary duties include providing advice and guidance on a variety of tactical HR areas to include labor and employee relations, recruitment, supervisory training, and position classification. So Mike graduated from Central Washington University with a business degree in human resources. Then he earned his MBA from the University of Wisconsin, and he's a certified human resources, this is his his term, he's a certified human resources nerd with an endless passion for the HR profession. And I love this too. So when he included his bio, he had at, he had it in there that um, him and his wife are Sounder season ticket holders. First, <laughs> yeah, he's pretty passionate about that one. And also, which is exciting, is they're expecting their first child this November. Yep. Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah. Going to be part of that Generation Z. Oh my gosh, that's true. Yep. Okay, so what we are going to be talking then about today, like I had mentioned, was then what are some of those biases that we so commonly fall into when doing either performance reviews or inter- or we're interviewing somebody new. And so, um, Michael, how, why, I mean, tell me a little bit of a summary of why why did this kind of st- strike an interest for you? Yeah, well, I, I kind of uh, evolved from the show you previously did on on biases, and I felt that as, a, as an HR practitioner, um, I think this is one of the more common kind of practical points um, that I give a lot in my uh, profession about how to minimize um, rater biases, and there's really two practical contexts that that this can come up in the employment situation. One is performance appraisals, and we know how important performance management is, and I'm sure your listeners do. Um, there's also kind of a generational twist there as far as how often uh, employees need feedback and want feedback. The other is uh, really just minimizing the chances of a toxic hire. Um, when you interview uh, someone for a position, you only have a certain amount of time to really gauge whether or not they're going to be a good fit for the job, and that's that's a hard that's a hard endeavor. And so um, there's a lot of common rater errors out there that I think it would be important for your listeners to kind of understand. If anything, just to give them a couple um, observations uh, throughout the rating process. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so how about if we just dive right in? Just dive right in. Okay, so go for it. So what are some of those rater errors? Yeah, so let's just face it. I mean, evaluating performance is very difficult, as we know. It's also very personal for not only employees but also candidates uh, applying for positions. So I just have a couple um, a couple rater errors that I'll go through that I feel are the most common uh, rater errors. So by its definition, though, a rater error are errors in judgment that occur in a, s- a systematic manner when an individual observes and evaluates another. Um, the The problem with this is is that these are generally unintentional. Um, so a lot of this stuff is kind of in your subconscious. And so um, your personal perceptions and your biases, they may influence how we evaluate an individual's performance or their potential for performance in the case of interviewing. And so, um, like I said, a lot of times it's just very difficult um, to recognize these unless you kind of take a step back and really think about your own biases. Mm-hmm. So um, a few of the ones that kind of come to mind, um, I would say – 
the most talked about one. In fact, there's been a couple of books written about it is the halo effect. Um, and so the halo effect is basically when an employee or a candidate applying for a position is rated highly in all areas because of a singular thing or one characteristic um, that they do really well. So an example is a supervisor who might be very good at their technical work. Um, so maybe they're a great salesperson or a great accountant, but part of their um, job requirements or part of their performance objectives is to also supervise, be a good supervisor, a good leader, a mentor, a coach, a communicator, an evaluator. Um, uh, but let's just say, for example, behind the scenes, they're not a great supervisor. Um, and if they're rated just based on that one characteristic high, um, then they that raider has committed a, a raider or a, a, a halo effect error. Yeah, that so that's one I think is very ones. common. Yeah. yeah. So and it's it's easy to fall into because you kind of want you want to give an employee the benefit of the doubt. But as a raider, your job is to raid the whole person, the whole job, not mm. just one characteristic, good or bad. Yeah. So, so the opposite is the horn effect. So it's it's very similar to the halo effect, but it involves a negative characteristic. So, for example, if a salesperson who is great in all performance areas, they hit his or her sales goals or their other objectives, but struggles in maybe one area like public speaking, um, and then they're subsequently rated negative on their total performance for the year, that rater has committed what they call a horn effect error. So um, it's essentially kind of rating um, the whole performance uh, appraisal uh, negative uh, based on one negative error. Okay. So Nice. And that one, I, you know, all of these, they're, they happen and we don't even realize right, that we're doing right. it. That, that's, you know? that's the difficulty. And so hopefully later on uh, we'll get into some tips, some practical tips, some tools that your listeners can hopefully walk away with and think about as they're going through a formal performance evaluation process or a formal interview process. Awesome. Okay, so, great. All right. Yep. So what's another? Is there – what are some more? Yeah, so a couple more. Uh, one is a leniency error, or as as we call in the HR field, the sunflower effect. So leniency error is when a raider's tendency is to rate all employees at the positive end of the scale, also known as positive leniency, or at the low end of the scale, or or in other words, called the strictness error. Um, and Misha, I'm sure you can appreciate this. Um, if you've ever had a professor who, you when when you take a test or you write a paper, and you talk amongst your colleagues or your other peer students, and you realize that maybe uh, that the the professor is just a hard grader in general, that no one got an A, despite the quality of the work and despite whether or not you've either met or exceeded the objectives for the paper. Um, that That's a form of a strictness error. Um, and so, uh, again, this can happen when a manager either overemphasizes either a positive or a negative behavior um, um, this also can happen if a manager or supervisor has a large span of control. So maybe they supervise 20 people. And let's just say you're on the same set performance year. So let's just say it's, it's uh, March 31st. And you've got 20 performance appraisals due and HR is knocking on your door saying, where are those performance appraisals? Uh, when you get to performance appraisal 12, you're probably burned out and you just start to mark people the same, um, either positive or negative on the spectrum. So. Um, so that that can also be just managerial burnout over yeah. the years. So one tip there for supervisors and managers or raiders in general is to leave enough time so that you can give 
you're undivided and equal attention for every single performance evaluation. Because you and I both know, regardless of your generation, every employee requires fair and objective feedback. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I would hate for a supervisor to get into that situation where they undervalue or devalue an employee's uh, performance throughout the year because maybe they didn't have they didn't give themselves enough time to um, really give the person an honest feedback or yeah. an honest evaluation. So. And and real quick, that can that that is hard. Yeah. It's difficult mm-hmm. to put that time aside because you have so many things going on. But remember, all you managers that do fall into that, if you don't do that then you the, the the long-term effect it could have on great employees that you have. And yeah. with not giving them the – I mean, that's a time for you to to really share with them right. how much you appreciate them and where they're going to feel valued. Right. So please do take enough yep. time to be able to do those <laughs> yeah. evaluations. And, and talk, talk to your HR people too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw that out there a few times. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, so another one is a what we call a central tendency error. So a central tendency error is the Raiders' tendency to avoid making extreme judgments uh, of employees or candidates for positions, resulting in a rating of all employees or applicants in the middle part of the scale. So let's just say you have a scale of, of zero to five, and you have a supervisor who always marks three, regardless of whether or not the employee has met or exceeded or not met the performance expectations throughout the year. And again, this applies to candidates for positions as well. Um, I also call this lazy or new supervisor <laughs> uh, syndrome. So um, that's just another tendency. And again, if, if, if you don't directly do rating or maybe you're mentoring new supervisors, um, it's important that you keep track of how your supervisors are rating their employees. And if you start to notice trends that a supervisor is only rating threes or in the middle, I think you should. that warrants a conversation. Are they really all just meeting expectations, or do you have anyone that is exceeding them? And if so, why aren't they being rated higher? Um, yeah. And so maybe that, that, that could warrant a conversation with that supervisor. Yeah, and so um, real quick, too, I'm going to stop you there for a second just so we can take a commercial or a quick break. Um, and when we get back, I think that you have a few more, and then we'll talk, get into then what can, yes. what are some quick ways to be able to check yep, yourselves definitely. on all of these. Okay, so again, you're listening to the Misha Rouser Show, and we will be right back after this break. So effective leadership isn't something that just happens. It takes time and effort. Misha Rouser, master coach, organizational psychologist, and successful entrepreneur has developed a concentrated series of courses to help you become your best as a leader and professional. Explore your leadership style, become a communications master, and learn to plan strategically in order to make better decisions. You'll learn emotional intelligence, team building, change management, and other skills for personal success, such as conflict resolution. There's a great leader inside you to be unlocked. Make the commitment to become a well-rounded, intelligent leader. Show the world around you that you are ready to lead. Log on to MishaRouser.com. That's MishaRouser.com to learn more. It's the Leadership Development Series. Your first step toward professional excellence begins at MishaRouser.com. 
Hello, my name is Marie Manucheri. I'm an energy intuitive author and host of Where Energy and Medicine Meet. During the show, I answer callers' questions, intuitively, of course, and provide invaluable guidance. I also interview others who I believe are on the leading edge of thought. Tune in on Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 1150 a.m. in Seattle or live wherever you are at energyintuitive.com. Dynamic careers in organizations require dynamic thinking. Success is measured in terms of positive, productive, meaningful workplaces. Misha Rouser, master coach, organizational psychologist, and successful entrepreneur, has helped thousands become more confident in their leadership and professional abilities. Misha's years of research and private practice have given her the tools to help you or your organization improve performance. Log on now to learn more about coaching, consulting, or training with Misha Rouser at MishaRouser.com. That's M-E-I-S-H-A-R-O-U-S-E-R.com. 1150kknw.com. It's why they invented the Internet. We think. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to the Misha Rouser Show. Yes, and Benny's having a blast playing the Millennial Song. I love that song. It's it's by Micah Taylor, and uh, he is internet sensation with that. And I think it's to a T. Although you do have a job, yeah, mind yes, you. Sir, so yeah. some of the you know words that he's you know, speaking. Great choice there, Benny. Thank you. Okay, so we are here with Michael Mitchison today. Our our I, I kind of talk a little or tease a little bit of my <laughs> token millennial. Token millennial, exactly. <laughs> but we're talking about um, biases in giving performance reviews or when interviewing. Um, so you, there was at least one more or a couple more that we want to touch base on and. So what was the next one? Yeah, so the next one is what we call a recency error. I think this is one of the more common errors to make as a, as a rating official. And so a recency error is the rater's tendency to allow the more recent uh, incidences, either positive or negative, of an employee's behavior or, or, a, or an interview's or a candidate's um, responses to your questions to carry too much weight in evaluation of performance over an entire rating period. So practically speaking – uh, a performance year is usually a calendar year. Now that depends on certain organizations, but it's generally a calendar year. And so, when when you when you give too much or too little weight based on something that happened recently, um, you're you're committing what they call a recency year. And this happens all too often. And just recently, in my in my work as an HR practitioner, um, this uh, I had a very very had a very related conversation just recently about this where. A supervisor came in and was contemplating putting an employee on a performance improvement plan and contemplating marking unacceptable. And when we kind of peeled the onion back and started to ask some some questions, um, they really had focused too much attention on what had transpired over the last two weeks. And when I when I pulled the performance appraisal, the the employee's progress review uh, just a few months ago, uh, basically the employee walked on water. And so that was the the fortunately HR was there to kind of intervene 
ask the management officials some of those questions. And then we found other ways to deal with the problem. But the problem wasn't really a, 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 an unacceptable performance evaluation. So that was that was a, a prevention of a of a recency error effect. Yeah, one thing I so, wanted to add because when we came over together, we were riding on the ferry. One of the things I loved about this because it's so typical <laughs> is when you were telling me the same story. Like the, you know, the manager's like, "Oh yeah," and you were asking, "How long has this behavior been right. going on?" Oh, for a year yeah. at least. And when you start peeling the onion back, like <laughs> right. you say, like, "Well, a few months ago, right. was, like, right. oh well." Yeah. And I'm sure my HR compatriots listening will will probably laugh at that story. That's that's something that's all all routine, unfortunately. But again, a good leader looks at the facts of the of the whole rating year, and that's really kind of fundamentally how you can prevent a recency year. Perfect. Okay, are there some more that we can cover really quickly? Yeah. So one is first impression error. Um, and again, uh, Misha, if I asked you the, to respond to the the, the typical phrase, "Don't judge a book by its cover," that's that's uh, that's kind of all too common, um, especially in, in interviewing. Um, uh, so just kind of be mindful of your initial impressions about um, uh, not only an employee, but also a candidate for a position. Another one I think is a common, a, a similar to me error that um, I remember one time uh, we were interviewing for a candidate and he came in wearing a Sounders jacket and a tie. And of course, me being a, a devout Sounders fan, I, I I had to I kind of had to check my bias at the door and really think about okay yes this 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 applicant was really impressing me with the sounder swag um, but uh, he ended up being an okay candidate we didn't select him for the position uh, but you kind of have to to check your your uh, your your that bias at the door or if if a candidate went to the same university as you you know I went to Central Washington University I I can attest to the the pedigree of that program. Um, but that may not necessarily mean that they would be a good candidate for that particular position that they're interviewing for. So, okay, great. Yeah, and that, that's pretty much that. it. They're, yeah, they're, uh, that's pretty much the I'd say the most common rater errors. Okay, excellent. So then, um, when we had talked, you had some great advice that you wanted to share then with people to kind of be able to quickly assess: Are they making one of these errors? Yeah, I'd say the first thing is is ask your HR professionals for help. Um, if you don't know who they are, actively seek them out. If you don't have HR, call Misha, and I'm sure she can she can help you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but your your HR professionals, they are trained in this. They are trained to advise you throughout this process. Um, don't take it personal if they pull you in their office and ask you some questions, um, uh, because they they are there to help you go through this process, um, and and this will only help you um, adequately praise performance. Um, they, they will help you reduce liability for your organization in terms of uh, wrongful, uh, you know, termination lawsuits. Um, so really, really seek out your HR professional um, and ask for training. Um, your HR staff can can typically condense this type of training to 30 minutes to an hour, a quick brown bag for your supervisors and your rating officials. So the first thing is really get your HR office involved. Um, the other thing is acknowledge that every human has a bias. Um, it's it's natural. Uh, we 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 make snap decisions every single day. Misha, I see you're wearing um, a black jacket and a black shirt. Um, you obviously woke up and you put something together because you have a bias for maybe that type of color or that type of of wear for today or clothing. And so um, it's important to acknowledge that you have a bias. Um, it's human nature. The other thing is is talk about it with your employees uh, before you go through a rating period. Sit down with your staff and say, "Hey, these are some common H. These are some common rater errors that you know that I don't want to avoid or I want to avoid. 
And um, I want to ensure that we appraise, you know, your performance throughout the whole year. And I want you to fact check me if, if I've got something wrong. Nice. So, yeah. Um, the other thing is the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Um, and this particular this pertains to interviewing. But they published uh, this, these, these, a tool called the Uniform Guidelines on Employee Selection Procedures, um, UGESP. And that's a public document. And you can just Google it or go to the EEOC.gov website. But they have a really good kind of uh, a criteria, a good process in place, um, especially when you're interviewing candidates, uh, that, that will teach you a lot about crit- uh, criterion and validity and stuff like that. So uh, I would encourage any listener to, to go to the Uniform Guideline on Employee Selection Procedures. And just some other things, again, um, before you make a critical decision uh, on when you're appraising performance formally or when you've decided to select or not select a candidate for a position – you want to ask yourself a few questions. Number one, are you basing your rating on on documentation of your observations on the employees or applicants' behaviors, or are you making judgments based on perceptions? Um, so put yourself in, 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 in their shoes. How would you feel if you were rated on a perception that wasn't true? You know, um, so you want to base it on a good, good um, adequate documentation. Are you looking at the employee's competencies or candidate's competencies separately? Or have you generalized about his or her performance? So you really have to ask yourself the question, does the employee know what successful performance is? And I know my HR compatriots listening will, will probably laugh at that. It's probably one of the most hardest, hardest things for a supervisor to do is to articulate in quantitative terms what actually is successful performance. Another question is, uh, have you looked at the employee's competency over time? Again, recency error, if you're, if you're making a, a, an evaluation of a whole year's performance, Based on recent events, you've committed a, a recency or violation, if you will. So it's important to do routine performance evaluations and also allow the employee to do self-assessments. All right. And so there's there's a couple others that maybe sometime I would love to yeah, have. Maybe part into, two. <laughs> as what I was thinking, because there's some others I would love to get more into the millennial side oh, yeah. of looking at all of this. But unfortunately, that's all the time that we have today. Michael, thank you so much for joining me. It's my pleasure, Misha. Thank you. You're welcome. And Benny, thank you. Again, you have been listening to the Misha Rouser Show, coaching you towards success. Thank you so much for listening.